0: And welcome to a new episode of Thinking Aloud About Film. We've been away for a while. Uh, We've been doing a lot of Almodovar films. Uh, We will continue to do Almodovar films. Uh, But for the time being, we're deviating and looking at some uh, art cinema from the Ivory Coast uh, that's currently showing on Mubi, Uh, La Femme au Couteau, The Woman with a Knife, uh, from 1969. So Richard, welcome back.
1: Thank you. <laughs> <We>
0: missed you. <laughs> what are your thoughts
1: on this film? Um, I, I I enjoyed it. It's another of the restorations from the Martin Scorsese's Film Foundation African Cinema Project on Mubi, uh, funded by the George Lucas Family Foundation. So once again, we have Star Wars to thank <laughs> for for the availability of this film in this condition. It, it's an interesting film. It's it's apparently the first fiction feature film made in the Ivory Coast um, from 1969. It's the the only feature made by the director Timi Tiber yeah. He only made one short film and, and and this this feature film. It's a I guess I describe it as a psychological thriller. Basori directed the film, wrote the film, and starred in the film. Uh, so he he plays this young man who. Has returned to the Ivory Coast from France, mm-hmm. as Bassori had at this point, apparently, um, and is plagued by visions of uh, a woman with a knife. And the, the film is essentially about his trying to understand what is, is it a vision? Is it a dream? Is it real? Um, what's the cause of it? There's also a kind of quite complicated flashback structure because there's an older man who similarly was having visions of a, of a woman. Visiting him, um, so yeah, I found it an interesting film. It's quite a short film; it wasn't a groundbreaking film, I think. But I think in, in the context of where it was made, I thought it was very interesting.
0: Well, what I found, I found it a bit difficult to get through, actually. If you look at the film by the criteria that you would look at, you know, like I don't know, dominant Hollywood cinema of the period, it feels lacking in all kinds of ways. Yeah, I thought it didn't dramatize things. Uh, I thought the actors were very stiff and awkward. So if one looks at it through that point of view, it feels a bit of a failure. I also think that um, if one looks at it through the rubric of art cinema, and I think it's important to note that uh, Bassori was a student at uh, the Institut des Autitudes Cinematographiques in Paris. Yeah, He was a graduate of the film school. In Paris, and obviously he imbibed this type of art cinema. Um, and I also thought that if one looks at it through the rubric of art cinema, it becomes more comprehensible, but also I think more banal. Mm. Uh, yeah,
1: I I think because one thing I, I found an interview with him, and he while he was in Paris, he was a uh, yeah he was a fellow student and friend of of Sarah Mulderall. Um no. and when you compare her films. To, to this her films are far more interesting I think
0: yes I think so uh, and
1: also and, and I think that's a fair comparison because her films would have been made under similar conditions the, the films she made back in Africa
0: yes I, I you know I think she's a figure uh, uh, you know to think about I'm, I'm not sure that this is I mean I thought the revelation at the end it felt like introduction to psychology 101 like i I did think it was like Banal. No.
1: I mean, the opening scene: the lead character, who's the director, is is in the shower and gets kind of visited by this knife wielding woman, and then ends up lie, lying in the bath. And basically, it's it's a gender flipped version of the shower scene from Psycho. Um, and the ending of the film, you know, the revelation of who this knife wielding woman is or what the figure represents, reminded me very much of the ending of Marnie. But again. Gender flip. So the, I've seen references to this film being, you know, uh, yeah, the first look in African cinema at, at, at psychology. Actually, it's psychology at the level of depth <laughs> that yes. you get from a Hitchcock film, as in not very deep. You know, it's it's kind of yeah. a, 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 a thriller, not a psych, not, not a film about psychology.
0: I mean, as I said, if you take the film in terms. of of its own intentions i do think it's banal i think the film becomes very very interesting when one sees it as a product of its time of you know post colonial relations yeah between france and its former colonies i do think one can't help but seeing the protagonist as somebody who's colonized who has difficulty returning back to his home country i mean that is part of what the film is about he can't relate to his own generation he can't speak to them yeah he's kind of he feels he has nothing to live for so the film is imbued with a sense of loss you know and if you see like his bookshelves they're all about like western art they're all renoir books and Cezanne books and so on right so you know uh though i think there's this line in the film that's very interesting it says the first thing he thought about when he saw he had his problem was to go to the faith healer, right? Rather than to go to a doctor. Yeah. And then eventually he ends up in an institution and so on. So I think the film is fascinating in what you can read from it. I was fascinated, for example, by the streets. You know, streets full of dirt, by the way. Mm, yeah, mm. You know, with garbage that hadn't been picked up. So kind of, you know, you you really see the poverty of it. On the other hand, what you're dealing with in the film is obviously a kind of elite. Yeah, people who, you know, have Africanized but Western clothes. They go to parties, they go to restaurants. Yeah, they live in apartments. It seems to me like a kind of a very westernized upper class or upper middle class at any rate kind of life
1: i I think that's an interesting aspect of it and it's i i I noticed that you know you see a lot of there's there's a lot of scenes like like the restaurants or 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 the scenes in the in the mental institution is they're they're very modern buildings and he sort of shoots this modern architecture in in a sort of very interesting way um and the other the other thing as you say we've We've watched all these films in, in the past few months about, in fact, other ones on this, on, on, in the same collection on Movie, which revolve around um, people from Africa living in Paris. So, you know, having immigra- emigrated to Paris and doing menial jobs and doing whatever. Um, whereas this is actually someone who's been through that, although not been through that kind of menial job experience. is clearly someone who, who emigrated. As an intellectual and to do an intellectual job or, or studies, and, and is then back in his home country and finding it very hard to integrate. Uh, there's a, I mean, there's also an implication that which I didn't wasn't quite sure whether that's what he was, whether, whether all of this was in his head, but that the you know that the that the friend he's talking to about his problems might be an imaginary person. Maybe the witch doctor isn't real. It's not very clear, but it's that if it is him kind of wrestling in his head between the kind of westernized and the African idea of himself. Um,
0: well, I think there is definitely that tension in the film. I think that is what the film is about in a way, right? Um, but I also think it's very... So, so it's one of those films that's very inward-looking. that's very much about the psychology and feeling and alienation and, you know, almost like this very French abstract thing of what is the self? What is reality? What is happiness? Right? Like those are all questions that are bandied around the film. Yeah. But I think paradoxically or, or maybe not so paradoxically because they're not necessarily contradictory. There's a real lack of awareness of what's happening around him. Right? So this, this does feel to me like in a way the worst stereotype of navel gazing by intellectuals I mean you know you are like you know rich you imagine how rich you must have been to be from the Ivory Coast and to study in Paris at the film school yeah like that's you know that's obviously an elite right and then kind of you know to return and have all your thoughts be about the self and your psychology and your alienation and seeing a psycho a psychoanalyst I mean, you know, when you see that in French films, it makes a kind of sense. But when you see that from a film of the Ivory Coast in in, in 1969, it feels a little bit unconscionable in a way, right? Like, you know, so kind of, you know, but on the edges of the film, you do see other people. You see, you know, other bars. You see streets. You see modes of transport. And actually, it kind of makes you... So I think one can extrapolate... Very interesting questions from watching this
1: film. And I think the, the 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 element of the film that I found most engaging was actually the the story of the older man. So when it doesn't focus on the the, the figure who's basically the, the writer director and played by the writer director, but the older man, because that very yeah, the sequence where he um, so he sees he has this imaginary woman and he you know takes a taxi with her to a restaurant and then you know, she's, she's sitting in a chair at the restaurant, but because only he can see her, someone then takes the chair away and she falls on her ass. I, you know, I, I really liked that sequence. And, and actually that was oh, yes. much more fun than, and much more engaging than, than the, the bits where the director was being so introspective about how difficult it is going, coming back after having been to film school and making a film. Yeah. Um,
0: I mean, th- you know, there were things that I really liked about it. I liked, I liked how it was shot. You know the woman with the knife is extraordinarily beautiful and it's a very potent image I think it's also a very sexist image Yeah, this castrating woman Um, I also thought That there was an interesting Tension or a subtext about the protagonist's sexuality Yeah, which is questioned in the film and then denied, but actually, in which a lot of the situations and actions and dialogue make you suspicious of that denial.
1: At one point, somebody explicitly says to him, maybe you don't like women, or or Mm. worse to that effect. So yeah, yeah, the film film does raise that question. Doesn't answer it, but it raises it, yeah.
0: So the question is raised, Mm. and actually, I think it's one that hovers, right? You know, so the film kind of denies it, gives this very uh, classic textbook explanation for, yeah, this nightmare of a woman with a knife. But actually, it's still a blame the mother one. And it actually is still slightly at odds with his behavior, his look, his responses to things. There's just something in the film that once the question of his sexuality is brought up, it's never quite effaced. Yeah.
1: Like yeah. Yeah.
0: So I thought that was uh, interesting uh, as well. I wish the film had been really more aware. Yeah. Like I think there's no contradiction between kind of, you know, making this film about, you know, the psyche, of a post-colonial upper-class Ivorian and nonetheless kind of also making a comment on the country itself on the culture yeah on you know I just think it's almost like very unaware of its surroundings yeah right? yeah Um, it, it, it's trying very hard to be westernized those cafes those restaurants and yet there's something very interesting that gives it away so, you know, when you see, when you go into the apartment, right? Like the door lock doesn't quite work. Yeah. But the, there's a, this attempt at Westernization, that kind of almost can't be realized because it's not the West, right? Like, you know, so I think, you know, there's all kinds of details in the film that kind of point to that aspiration and point to its failure. But without actually exploring it any further yeah um which i found very interesting yeah and i think you know it's one of the the film is full of questions that it raises but that i don't think are the film's subject matter or the film's intention Mm. to raise
1: well i mean well one thing that i I, because i I was just doing a bit of digging while we were talking there and I, i hadn't realized that the the older man the man in man with the beard in the tuxedo who also has visions of the woman is also played by the director. Ah. All right, so, so basically he's, he plays, which, which I mean, that's really self-indulgent, but he, he, play, which is it, but it's interesting because it's then, then say, okay, well maybe that, that maybe they'll, you know, they're the same figure, or maybe he, the older man doesn't exist. He's just in the younger man's head, but the, you know, it, it's uh, maybe, or maybe it's just that he couldn't afford any other actors, but, um, but yeah, that, that's that's interesting. Oh, but I'm not quite, but or I'm not maybe quite sure what he's
0: an egomaniac and wanted to hog all the well, lifelike.
1: possibly, possibly, yeah, <laughs> who
0: knows? Yeah, but I, so I found an interview
1: with him too. what's what's slightly mysterious is he he's you know he's he's revered locally as this this sort of father figure of Ivory Coast cinema, but he never made another film. After this one, I mean, various articles talk about his, this is his first feature film. Yeah, it is, but it's, it's his only feature film. So he made a, a short and then he made this and then that was it. The only explanation I can find for that is an interview where he talks about the fact that he, uh, he ended up pretty much financing this film himself. And it was a commercial failure, so he lost a lot of money on it. And so he didn't want to go down that route again. But I can't find any indication of, I mean, he was a writer as well. Presumably, he continued working in cultural circles, I, I, I guess, given he's so revered. But I can't find any explanation of what, he's, what he was up to for the, last, for the next sort of 40 years. Um, yeah, there was an interv- interview with him at a retrospective of his work, presumably quite yeah, quite, quite short retrospective, <laughs> because there's only two films. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, yeah, the thing is, this is not, a, you know, it's, it's a first film, it's, you know, it's, it's got its faults. Um, You know, maybe if he'd been able to carry on, you know, with a more mature film industry and and be able to make more films, he would have, you know, developed in a more interesting way, or or maybe maybe not, but we don't know.
0: Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, I'm very glad to have this film. (laughs) Uh, It doesn't surprise me that, you know, in quite poor countries without uh, uh, infrastructure, but you can just imagine how in poor countries, it's very difficult to make films. It's very difficult to kind of develop careers, uh, uh, and so on. There, so, there's a bit of it,
1: So that, just you can say, there's a bit of stuff on that in this interview that I'll send you a link to, where he talks about the, at, at one point the, there was going to be a kind of government-funded uh, film infrastructure. So he came back from France to work within that and work for a Ivory Coast TV, but then that, then that then fell apart. He went back to France and then he came back and made this film. So it's, it seems to have been he was working at a time where there was an attempt to set up that infrastructure. I think there now is that infrastructure, but at, at, at this point, in the late 60s, early 70s, there, there wasn't anything there for him to work with. And if you, know, if you look at someone like Sarah Mulder, she was kind of moving between uh, Africa and France in terms of getting films made at the same time. So,
0: so I mean, I think for me, um, th- the film has its own values. So whilst I've been criticising it, I think, you know, validly in all of these different areas. Nonetheless, you know, the film exists. It's quite, you know, handsome to look at. Uh, It is kind of full of ideas and it does tell us kind of, I think, very interesting or it does raise very interesting questions about gender, uh, about uh, post-colonial relations, uh, about class. It is a film that I'm very glad I saw even though it's not one that I particularly liked, or that I think is a particularly good film, mm.
1: yeah, and and as with most of these restorations, it looks great. I mean, the the, it looks the, nice the restoration and. is is a really good quality, and so you, which in a way means that we're kind of judging it on its merits as a film against other films, rather than judging this kind of grimy, grainy. Old copy of a film where you can't really understand what it's supposed to look like. So I, I think yeah, it's definitely worth seeing. It's quite. It's only eighty minutes. It's uh, yeah. it's there on
0: movie. I mean, we're very lucky to be seeing it in such a beautiful print, really. Uh, and uh, you know, I highly recommend that uh, uh, people give it a go, uh, in spite of the reservations that I've expressed. Yeah. Here. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, we are thinking aloud about film. I'm Jose. I'm Richard. And we will now kind of return more regularly than we've been doing the last couple of months. Thank you very much for listening.